Marawa Sport Worldwide. Dixon Muller, Premier Boxing League organizer. It's agreed that there's 10 million rand per annum for three years. We got about 24% of that amount. The reason the project took 21 months to conclude is that the money didn't come in the way that it had been budgeted for. The sponsorship money went to a marathon in the Eastern Cape. I'm telling you, that's a fact. You mm-hmm. send your scorpions, mm-hmm. and that's what happened. The money didn't come to us. 10 million per year for three years. Mm-hmm. Agreed. We got 4 million out of 10 in the first year. For the year. For okay. what would have been a year? 4 million out of 10. Mm-hmm. The second 10, 0 out of 10. Mm-hmm. The third 10, 2.8 out of 10. That is 7.3 million rand mm-hmm. out of the original commitment of 30. Hashtag NSW. Dixon Muller, Premier Boxing League organizer. The money we pay to the boxers, unlike any other promoter in the country, mm. is publicly available information. We're paying boxers 60,000 rands for six rounds. That's 10,000 rands per round for three minutes. No six rounder in this country is paid anything more than 6,000 rands. Now, Robert, that's money paid to the boxers. Because that's the other misconception is that we didn't pay these boxers at all. There were 16 boxers. Who have been paid? Paid. <clears throat> okay. Money paid is 2.9 million rand. Paid to all the boxers. Because they each had to appear three times mm-hmm. to complete a season. And they were appearing for 60,000 rands. That's 180 per boxer. Would the champ here yeah, yeah. have been paid? Yeah. Paid. For his appearance? Paid. Paid. Okay. Paid. So he would have had that amount? Paid. Okay. Okay. You can't stage a fight without paying that money up front. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's done. Hashtag NSW. Uh, the WhatsApp uh, number 0605842250. Any questions? You would have listened to the conversation at the last time out uh, with uh, Dixie Muller, who's back here in studio with us, uh, that you want to pose questions that you want to directly ask ask of him or things that you might have been happy or unhappy about uh, when we carried out the first interview as well. Olisani Nomeva Endongeni, the champ is here as well uh, accompanying uh, Dixie. Well, not accompanying him, but <laughs> here in his capacity as the, uh, as the receiver potentially of the revenue that he still does not have uh, up until now. And, and hence today we've decided to uh, also involve as, as, as many of your calls as possible simply because uh, we all see things uh, differently. Uh, there has been a response, I can tell you that much, uh, that we've been given by the Eastern Cape Gambling Board. Uh, they are unhappy about uh, things and we will also try and get them to come on the line and, and literally dispute that because it's pages and pages here that they've sent um, the synopsis of facts regarding the Premier Boxing League uh, saying that Mr. Nola is claiming that the PBL budget uh, was 10 million a year, which he wanted uh, for three years, and he appears to be blaming the gambling board for it falling apart because he didn't receive the finance. Now, they said that the budget for the implementation of the ECGBB's uh, responsible gambling program depended on annual budget allocations uh, to them, which are considered and approved by the Eastern Cape uh, Department of Economic Development, Environmental Affairs, as well as Tourism. But I think the main thrust of it all, because it's lots of English that is here, uh, they talk about the ECGBB never committing to the release of 10 million rand per annum to the PBL and reiterates as well that the written agreements uh, concluded with the PBL stipulated that the annual funding commitments as well as the events against which advances will be made. So it's a different language here that is being thrown. Dixie, welcome back. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Anything changed since we last spoke? No, my life continues, you know, Um, uh, and reading and listening to you read that, it's exactly the response I would have expected from the Eastern Cape Gambling Board. I would have expected them to say, 
we signed a contract for four million, and we signed a contract for three point five. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, that I would have expected. Okay, why uh, would you expect it though? Because it still doesn't. It still does not address the fact that mm-hmm. the department, okay, the department committed to a three-year deal over um, ten million a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. As I illustrated on Tuesday, okay, um, that the the way in which the contract, the contractual engagement had been conducted by the gambling board, right. never ever wanted to go back to to the ten million rand. Okay, now if I'm talking hogwash here, Robert, you know the interventions and it's the place that I wanted us to start at. The interventions and the cons- consultations with various people. Mm-hmm. When we wrote the letter of October 14, which I showed you and shared with you on Tuesday, right? And after which a meeting was called, okay? Mm-hmm. That meeting was called because I had written to the chairperson of the gambling board. Right, right. Do you know a Mabuto Zwana? Mabuto Zwana is the CEO of the gambling board. Okay. So, um, after this unhappiness, when we found that the board meeting that was supposed to approve the next transaction, we were not even considered, we were taken out of that mm. uh, board meeting, right? Um, we then wrote to the chairperson, okay? That's the letter I showed you on Tuesday, dated October 14. Right. Now, what happened next? Their response was, can you come through for a meeting mm-hmm. two days later? I arrived there for a meeting, and in the meeting is the chairperson, the deputy chair, Mr. Odom Tati, okay, as well as the CEO, okay. And they say, we've received your correspondence, mm-hmm. and we consulted with the department. There are no resources. I'm quoting, I'm quoting the chairperson talking. Okay. <clears throat> the department has no resources, okay, and what we can do, is ask you to scale your project down. That's the outcome of the meeting uh, two days after my letter of October 14. Mm-hmm. Why are they asking me to scale the project down if there is no commitment from the department? Okay, so let's, let, me, let me move you along. I then said, as a response in that meeting before I left, that um, I'm... I'm happy to scale the project down because originally it had been an, um, a project planned over nine nine events, including launches. And in actual fact, we were going to have a separate crowning night instead of having a fight night and a crowning night, right? So what we then did, mm-hmm. what we then did was to accede to cutting down the number of events uh, for the season, right? okay? And in that same meeting, I said... What I wouldn't want to do is to change the prize money or change the appearance fees for the boxes. Mm. Okay, came back to Joburg, worked on the proposition. Uh, the difficulty at the time was that, you know, the the tricky part was that at the beginning of PPL it had been designed for television, and we would do only three fights right. at, at a time. So you had to really ensure that if you are committing to six events, by the time you arrive at event six. All the boxers need to only fight one more fight. Okay, right. so sent a revised proposition. I didn't receive 
a response, an official response to that proposition mm-hmm. and or any other communication, okay, which talks to the issues that had been uh, had been addressed by my letter of October 14, 2013, right? So, when I say to you that I would expect that that's what the gambling board would say, mm-hmm. they, th- of course they would say that, um, listen, if we must pitch up here with contracts, Dixie and ourselves will pitch up with the same piece of paper, but it doesn't address the fact that I'm saying the commitment from the department was not was not four million rand, mm. nor was it two point eight, which we ended up re- receiving. Okay, now if I can take you through, because I want to take you through the the escalation uh, process that I undertook at the time. Quickly before you get into the escalation, mm-hmm. here's a simple question here from Futing Lila says: Has Dixie tried the legal route against the gambling board? And secondly, did the Legends Marathon? take place the legends marathon t- took place okay okay the legal route um, um i am going through that process right now as we speak against the gambling board against the gambling board as well as uh, some of the people that have sent out misleading information about me um and uh, yeah that's just to answer the question when you say people that have sent misleading information, you're talking about members of the media, or you're talking about who would those people be? Um, Are you suing them? You know, on on Tuesday we, when we started off, mm-hmm. I said that because the reason we're here is that there was a notification on Facebook, right? That I'm a wanted man, right? Mm-hmm. And that notification came from Golden Gloves, Rodney Berman, okay? That you're so, wanted for under arrest. Yeah, I'm. I'm wanted. Um, there's a poster on Facebook. Okay. Okay. Uh, I didn't even know about it. I'm not on Facebook, but somebody sent it to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I assumed that part of the reason that there is sudden media interest is exactly that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that for me, um, uh, Golden Gloves and Rodney are not party to the dispute. I don't have a dispute with them. I've never worked with them. I don't have any contractual engagements with them. So I'm not quite sure what their interest is outside of the fact that they promote Nomeva. Okay. So no, the, n- not at the time, because again, yeah. it's it, it's interesting because mm-hmm. when you talk about what is out there on Facebook as a, as a wanted man, mm-hmm. um, you're also aware of a summons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're aware that as I walked into the studio, mm-hmm. there was a, a man to serve summons on me. To serve summons yeah. on you. Yes. And he's still here. We just yeah. had to ask that mm-hmm. we do this interview. Yeah. You know, we honor what we had promised the people. Yeah. We would do. Yes. But as I walked in, in the security, there mm-hmm. was a man mm-hmm. with the papers, mm-hmm. the summons to issue a new. Yeah. So how do you deal with that? And who, who are those summons from? The summons are... I haven't even looked at that paperwork properly. So that he's, is, he's, he's no, I have the papers, already. and okay. I've sent them to my lawyers already. Okay, okay. okay. So I'm dealing with that, yeah. and I'm not here to to address it. They, they, yeah. the, the lawyers must do what they must do. Mm. Okay, uh, but Robert, I'm not going to be swayed from the fact that I went to the Eastern Cape, raised capital for this project. Okay, mm-hmm. got an approval to execute the project, budgeted accordingly, and the budget didn't come to us. I'm saying to you, so I want to go back to your original question. Right. Why would I expect that um, they they would, when I say they, I mean the gambling board, why would they talk about 4 million rand and, and 3 million rand? Mm. Okay. Um, I'll tell you now that 
that uh, the <laughs> the gambling board is an agency of the Department of Economic Development in the Eastern Cape. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so it is the department that said to us in September 2012, we have transacted or rather have sent in simple terms, have sent the money to the gambling board. Right. It's time therefore then that you guys conclude an SLA. Okay. So if they're telling me that as an outsider, they would have sent a mandate or some kind of instruction to their agency to execute this transaction. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you look at the way in which we we proposed the thing, mm-hmm. it was obviously to say we are going to use all our media platforms to disseminate messages of responsible gambling. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what we did. And all the reports we did, we sent to them, never questioned, because we actually had independent so trackers. So you're saying you complied? We complied and we had yeah. independent trackers on whether we've delivered on on the promises. The promises that were yeah, made. 100%. Now, on, on, on October 21, yeah. 2015, the CEO as well of the ECGBB yeah. wrote to the PBL yes. under the heading breach of contract. Yes. Are you aware of that? I am very aware okay. of that. So now, that particular letter referred to the PBL's failure, mm-hmm. I am made to understand, to compensate uh, the participating boxes and the adverse media publicity uh, caused by the actions uh, which were pointed out as well. So there the, are a couple of them that I could go through, but all I'm saying is that you're aware of that October 21, 2015 CEO letter. Yes. Citing mm-hmm. the breach of contract. Yes. Was there, yeah, was there okay. a breach? Very aware. No, yeah. I, look, let me, let me then tell you what my response was yeah. to that exact correspondence. Sure. Here's an email here. It's also titled breach of contract mm-hmm. dated december 28 2015 right in response to the one that you read mm-hmm. a quote paragraph second paragraph from the bottom a problem with this project did not start at the end of the season it is easily traceable back to the fact that a 10 million rand commitment each year for three years 30 million rand in bracket mm-hmm. was made by the department of economic development and never met by the eastern cape gambling and betting board mm-hmm. various attempts to bring this commitment back to the original understanding did not work Okay, so I'm speaking normal English here. I'm not speaking lawyer lawyer English. Mm -hmm. This has had a direct impact on the current dilemma that PBL finds itself. Okay, so I want to proceed. Second paragraph from last on page two. I say we disagree in the strongest terms that PBL caused reputational damage to the Eastern Cape Gambling and Betting Board. The source of this entire problem is not of our own doing in spite of the fact that we have publicly owned a problem we did not cause okay pbl is one is the one that's had an irreparable reputational damage due to the original commitment not being met Mm. i therefore find your request and demands puzzling at the very least it is the prerogative of the eastern cape gambling and betting board to take appropriate action Mm -hmm. that's my response to that letter okay Mm -hmm. Uh, there you have sure Okay. And was there a response to this response? No, there wasn't. Okay. 
And where does that mean? Well, for you, what okay. does that mean? So there so, is breach of contract to yeah, you. Yeah. You write back for your breach of contract. And I'm going to take a break before I breach my contract. Marawa Sports Worldwide. Dixie Muller, Premier Boxing League organizer. No Mevan Dongeni and the three other boxers. I owe them the money that I promised them. Mm-hmm. And I will pay them that money. That is my promise. That is my pact with God. I pray about it every day, okay? Mm. But I have to say that I'm owning a story that I shouldn't have owned. I owned due to corruption, mm. okay? Because it's corrupt that the money through a mandate went from a department to an agency, mm. didn't come to us. Mm. So you can say there were issues in the contracting, etc., etc. I'm not a lawyer, mm. but something wrong happened. Robert, going into that final, we're back in talking terms after a whole year of not talking to the gambling board, right? And they say to us, guys, how much do you need? So I say, we will need all of this 10 because I owe supply. We need to stage the final, pay prize money, and have some money to launch season two. Hashtag MSW. All right, as I say, the man in the center of all of this uh, controversy that seems to have uh, taken on, Olisani Nomeva Ndongeni, is here in studio. He's also been listening. One thing I didn't ask you last time, uh, champ, is whether or not you've got lawyers that are helping you, or have you decided to give this a chance? Um. Uh, first of all, good evening to everyone who's listening to the show, and thank you for the opportunity again. Um, yes, uh, I have lawyers that uh, are taking care of the matter because, as you know, that uh, uh, it was difficult for me to do whatever with Ubratix because uh, I didn't know what to do, and uh, I had to uh, assign lawyers to help me with this issue. So, yes, um, I have a lawyer called Stan Feronov. Um I believe that he, he also... Um, I have a paper with me there uh, that shows that uh, they have a judgment against Upra Dixie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to show you now, 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 now. Okay, and, that'll uh, be great. I got it in 2016, long ago. Mm. Yeah, so uh, I have it with me today. So, yes, um, I have a lawyer that I can say. Okay. Yes. Were you surprised by what happened this afternoon or just before we went on air with the sheriff of the court coming through to issue summons uh, to Dixie? I, no, uh, I didn't know about that. But mm. I know that there's something like that they, that they, they used to talk about, that uh, they're looking for Dixie because of they need to give him someone. Mm. But they said he's nowhere to be found. <laughs> so uh, for if there was someone here, I didn't see him. I, maybe I don't know him. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, obviously, there would have been people that would have listened was, to the uh, show on Tuesday and heard that he was coming back then on Thursday. Because yes, how, how else would they then have known that that was the case? Yeah, because if it was then, then I, I would have seen him and then, mm. then him, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I'm aware that the High Court of South Africa Gauteng Division, um, Pretoria, and the matter between Olisan and Dongeni as the plaintiff, the first defendant, the PBL operators, uh, PTY Limited, Boxing SA, is the second uh, defendant. Judgment to be given or be given against the defendant has claimed in the summons for payment of the amount of a million rand, interest at nine percent per annum um, to date of final payment Tembora uh, Morai so if you know your your legalese you'll understand what that means and then the costs thereof and further and or alternative relief so from what I understand this was issued you said when 20? Uh, 2016 2016 yes. yes it is actually 30th of March 2016, it was issued. And they're saying that there's going to be an interest of 9% per annum. So if it was 2016, 2017, where are we now? 2018, at 9% escalation. Uh, Dix, you're obviously aware of this, that it's not going to just be a million rand now that is there, <laughs> according to this. 
that's fine. I'm not going to discuss that yeah. here. <clears throat> and you know yeah. why. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, I, I think you know why. Subjudicate or? No, 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 no. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm here to speak my truth, Robert, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But on issues that are legal mm -hmm. like that, and, and including the fact that my own lawyers have sent correspondence to Rodney Berman mm -hmm. this afternoon. Um, and therefore, I would want to stay away from discussing discussing the case, mm -hmm. uh, the merits and demerits. My issue is, and it continues to be that, um, and that's what I want to focus on, mm -hmm. is that we didn't, we didn't just come out of the woods somewhere mm -hmm. and launch the project. Let me ask With, you a simple question yeah. so that it, it takes us to the next level. Mm -hmm. Are you, Digsimola, a victim? Definitely. And if you're a victim, you're a victim of what? Corruption. By who? Eastern Cape Gambling Board Management. And yeah. boxing, SA, in general, do they play a part? Are they corrupt as well? How would no. you... I want to be very clear about, yeah. ab about that. And I was hoping that we have enough time today to, to ventilate some of these issues. Yeah. Right? You see, Boxing South Africa is a regulator for boxing in the country. Mm -hmm. We could not have executed this project without them, right? Um, and I want to address that there's absolutely no issue with BSA, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, if I can take you through the, uh, the process that we went through with BSA, okay? Mm -hmm. Because there is an article that came out at some point that in a case between SABC and Branko Milankovic, yes. um, a statement was made in court mm -hmm. that the relationship between PBL and BSA is a corrupt one, mm -hmm. okay? Um, and the reason for that stated in court mm -hmm. was the fact that in the memorandum between the two organizations, there was a 20% profit share, okay? And I don't know how that becomes corrupt, but our understanding was that because in the relationship between Boxing South Africa and, and promoters, there's no regime of payment that amounts to 20%, mm. okay? Uh, these are things like gate taking, sponsorship, and TV rights. It's between 5 and 10% all mm. the time. Mm. But but uh, BSA, obviously, at the time, um, they could see that there's potentially massive, uh, and because of the way that we'd package the project, mm. massive sponsorship opportunities, and they wanted to maximize on, on that. So there was there was nothing corrupt about, about that relationship. Um, so so I... I Personally, don't have an issue with Boxing yeah. South Africa, um, right. and and there wasn't, and we had support from 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 the then chairperson. Okay, one thing I'm going to do because obviously since Tuesday, mm -hmm. we we've tried to open up the network a little yes. bit, yes. you know. So Dixie is the one factor mm -hmm. that the champ here is waiting for you to deliver money to. Yeah. Yes. Um, so hence us reaching across and gambling board writing mm -hmm. the letter they wrote to us, yes. giving their side of the story. Mm -hmm. um, I was hoping they would be able to come on air as well so that they ventilated properly mm -hmm. because written words and words that Rub we it. can actually use here are, mm -hmm. are different things. Mm -hmm. So yes. also Boxing SA is pivotal in this, uh, Dixie, mm -hmm. and that is why uh, I just want to get a word from the CEO of Boxing SA um, as well because they've been listening to this. Right. Uh, you know, just to get a sense from him uh, what he makes of all of this and where does Boxing SA stand? Mr. CEO, good evening. Good evening, Rob. Uh, good evening, Dixie, Nomeva and the listeners. I mean, you are quite aware of, of what is going on here and where this leaves boxing in general and where this leaves 
the situation with Dixie and the unpaid million rand, which is dominating the airwaves on national platforms for the past two, uh, for the past two sittings as well. What is it from Boxing SA, Tulu, that you've got to say about this? Well, I think uh, from Boxing South Africa side, I must express my disappointment about how Dixie has handled business. I don't think that he has been all the way professional, and I'll tell you why. PBL was inherently not a bad idea. It was actually a brilliant idea. And if there are mistakes that happened, which is what I think he's now explaining, ordinarily, he should have kept communication with books in South Africa, either back then or now at the time when he chooses to break his silence. And it was it was it was a disappointment for me to hear things on air because ordinarily, Dixie had a memorandum of agreement with books in South Africa that remained in force I think until September last year. And in terms of that memorandum of agreement, there are obligations on his part, which he knows he still is to honour. Some of those things have put the boxing sector in conflict with itself. We've got promoters that have been left with debt or sanctions that have had to take up arms against Boxing South Africa as a regulator. You've got boxers like Nomeva, where Boxing South Africa is now cited as the defendant. So I thought that what Dixie should have done. In the past two years, he should have at least kept communication. And it's not true that Dixie was untraceable, was remained traceable. He has changed his contact details and for whatever reason. But I thought that what he should have done, at least to reach out to Boxing South Africa and say, Boxing South Africa, there's a perspective to this thing that I need to share with you. Let's work together through the hardships. And I think he still needs to do that. I honestly think that Dixie still needs, at the end of this conversation, to open a direct line between him and Boxing South Africa so that we must mop up and clean up the books. I, I, I think that is that. I, I, I respect that he's coming out and he's saying that he remains reachable, he wants to talk, but mm-hmm. let us do it procedurally. Come and talk to us. That is our plea as Boxing South Africa. Before I give him a chance to, to answer what you've just said, let me, let me deal directly here with an issue of a, a, a champ who I sit in front of every time he comes into studio and I cannot help but bear the pain that he has had to bear in in having to be in a competition where he has excelled, and I said to him on Tuesday that his biggest problem is that he was good. In fact, he was too good. He won it. He won the million mm. rand, of which he still does not have in his pocket right now. As boxing essay, what do you say to that as a fact? And are you able to come at all to some form of measure to see that the million rand is paid to him at least? And then you can deal with the Dixie separately. But knowing that the boxer, the athlete, the person who has gone forward and fought gets his due. And then you can deal with the legalese with Dixie and his camp separately. Is that a possibility? No, it is not a possibility, Robert. And the reason it's not a possibility is because of partially what Dixie himself said earlier. Mm -hmm. That in a boxing situation, when Boxing South Africa functions a tournament... There is what is called purse money, which is the contracted amount that a boxer gets paid as per the Boxing Act and the Boxing Regulations. Then this prize money becomes a sherry on top that was linked not to the purse money arrangement. So if we do that, we ourselves are going to end up with a fruitless and wasteful expenditure on our books. 
But we didn't turn a blind eye and walk away. Mm-hmm. For example, Mabuti Sinyabi and Dodo Helebe came to the office and said that they said that we still are pursuing our pers- our, our our prize money for our participation in the PBL. We assisted them with legal means for them to pursue the money. So we didn't walk away, but neither did we go into our our, our press and paid the money because legally there's no instrument that allows us to do that. But our moral obligation was then to reinforce their legal pursuit to get hold of Dixie and, and resolve that. The other elements thereof, I will not want to unpack them because like Dixie said, some of these things are still in court uh, and I wouldn't want to get out of that. But the point is that we remained in communication with uh, our promoters, we remained in communication with our boxers. Because those are the people that we had to prioritize and protect. Because in, 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 in any language, again, and, and, and the reason why, it, I'm just trying, I'm battling for solutions. I'm, I'm battling to find a way we can resolve this. And the reason why I, I even asked that is whether or not you could even reach out to the sports ministry. Because whether we like it or not, PBL, people talk about it as boxing. And boxing is boxing in South Africa. Boxing is controlled by Boxing South Africa. And whatever the agreements were between yourselves and, and, and Dixie, we, I mean, we would never know. But the, the bottom line is that the image of the sport reaches a level again, which we, which I, and I'm sure yourself as well as, you know, being the CEO of Boxing South Africa, do not want to see. Hence, I was trying to say, how do we settle the boxers? Resolve. How do we settle that that belongs to him? Allow him to move on, and then we deal with the issues around all this legal stuff and the toing and froing, but the delaying. Because remember, like I said on Tuesday again, Tsurulijaka, that there was a, a big check, the check that everybody gets uh, for the cameras that said a million rand. So you're already telling somebody, you're already selling him dreams in that the money is going to come through, and it still hasn't come through. I don't know if you understand where I'm trying to go with that argument. I, I fully understand you, Robin. Another thing, which I, I'm now getting into a space I didn't want to divulge, but towards, in the culmination towards that big day, for example, boxing South Africa itself disassociated. There had to be court interventions because the signs were showing, and boxing South Africa's responsibility is to sanitize the space where boxing happened. So when Boxing South Africa says we cannot proceed into the finals because not all boxes are ticked, not all guarantees are in place, and you have a situation where people go to court and force through, that takes away Boxing's power, Boxing South Africa's power to protect. So one of the amounts that are still being owed, as a matter of fact, Mm. are these amounts where Boxing South Africa was already saying that we are not able anymore to guarantee that this money will be paid and we are not comfortable. And that is why there, had been, there has had to be these court appearances between ourselves and the, the camp of uh, the PBL custodians at that point. So quite honestly, Boxing South Africa had done its part mm-hmm. to preempt the crisis that it saw appearing, that there's a crisis looming here. We can't proceed until all the guarantees are in place. But sometimes in the boxing space, when boxers themselves have prepared and, you know, they feel that we need to proceed irrespective of these risks, they ultimately side with the very promoters sometimes or the tournament organizers, uh, despite the fact that uh, Boxing South Africa was, was not comfortable. So I can, I can at least vouch, I was not mm. the CEO back then, but I can vouch that my predecessors 
did even try to stop that final from proceeding because they were aware that there, there are risks inherent in the arrangement at the time. So you're saying boxing South Africa tried to stop it? I'm saying you're saying boxing South Africa tried to stop the final bout from going ahead. Okay, definitely. Let me give Dixie because I need to break away from Metro very shortly and then go for news. Dixie, quick response. I'll still give you time though after the news. Don't worry about that. I think there are quite a few things that I would like to respond to mm-hmm. uh, that come from the CEO, and and they are factually untrue actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I wouldn't want to have a mud slinging with with him here. Okay. Um, okay. But, well, well, but, let, let me do this yeah. quickly because I also want to make sure. Tulu's not disadvantaged, you're not disadvantaged, Champ is not disadvantaged. Let me ask you to respond, internalize what you're saying, and then when we come back from the news break, I'll give you all the time uh, to respond to some of those uh, inaccuracies that you have uh, picked up as well. All right, got a breakaway. Thank you so much, Metro FM. We'll join you again tomorrow. It's going to be an exciting Legends Night on many different fronts. In fact, we'll have Nigerian football, ex-football player, Legends, joining us uh, for Legends Night tomorrow. But as you stick around with us here on uh, Radio 2000, I can tell you that coming up later, once we've done with this at about, what, quarter to, quarter to eight? Yeah, we're talking about the the fighting talk from the Nigerian uh, Super Eagles team ahead of their Crunch Cup of Nations qualifier against Bafana Bafana. Yeah, we'll find out what is to be said ahead of that big clash. So stick around. It is a Thursday from us right now, though. Let's see what's happening in the news. Very, very encouraging to know that our conversations here on Radio 2000 are reaching the other side of the border. Uh, Muradzi says on Twitter, I am listening to MSW all the way from Zimbabwe. Thank you so much. Spread the word that side. Tsuru Lijake, BSA CEO. Hopefully, you're still with us there, Bob. I'm with you. I'm with you, Rob. All right, perfect. Uh, We were just about to give Dixie the right to respond to some of the things that uh, you had said, Dixie. Yeah, I'm not certain what uh, dissociation means. Um, but there was no dissociation from Boxing South Africa. Uh, I'm certainly not aware of it. And the only thing that's changed, Robert, in terms of my communications in the last five years is my cell number. And that's a dispute issue with the network. Uh, and it's a, it's a true issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty easy to find, you know. And, and that's why I'm here. Um, and there was no issue around the final, the PBR final. I think uh, I think the CEO m- might have gotten that uh, that mixed up mm-hmm. uh, a little bit because if Boxing South Africa had an issue with the final, it wouldn't take place. Yeah. It simply just wouldn't. Okay. Okay. Um, because uh, yes, by by law it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, we had an MOU with Boxing South Africa. And we reported severally in writing, okay, including an oral presentation of September 2013. To okay. BSA. To BSA. Who was present there? Uh, that board meeting is probably the first board meeting chaired by Ms. Ndambi Ravel. Okay. Okay. 
Um, and and we had record September 2013 is the same month that we knew we have an issue uh, that the money is not coming through. Okay. And in actual fact, as a matter of fact, I paid out of my own pocket for PBL3, which took place in Johannesburg. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, in that same month, uh, I had briefed her, uh, the chairperson. Mm -hmm. um, I'd seen her a few times. Uh, I'd have meetings with her, mm -hmm. uh, it, both in, in, in Midrand and in Pretoria. Right. So, so there was awareness that there are challenges, but we are dealing with them because we had to deal with Eastern Cape government in terms of trying to resolve those problems. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and at some point, Boxing South Africa tried to change the terms of the MOU, particularly in as far as our understanding of sanctioning, okay? Uh, and so there was a bit of toing and froing in terms of our lawyers at that point, but I didn't think that it's an adversarial issue, but it, it, it's a matter that could be, could be resolved because at the very beginning, we understood uh, sanctioning in a particular way, that these boxes are chosen at the very beginning, okay? Um, and therefore, the entire season is sanctioned once. The promoters, in the context of PBL, were not owners of the project. Um, they were participants in what you might easily call an enterprise development project, where we were asked to, because we didn't take a license, we chose not to take a license for specific reasons as well. Mm. Uh, so it, it, what the project had been commi uh, commissioned Okay, uh, separate to the way that promoters get get their licenses. Right. Now, we were then asked to work with what they call development promoters. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that these would would be called would be emerging or black promoters. Uh, I don't know if you want to call them development promoters because the first promoter we worked with had 35 years experience. But I understand, I understood what they were trying to achieve. Right. So, in the context of PBL, a promoter just had a job because the guys are already meshed, sanctioned at the very beginning uh, of the season. So the three, the four guys in the division are going to fight each other anyway, right? The promoter then only in our context submits the names to Boxing South Africa and that's all he does. Now, um, and so there were some, some issues in terms of the understanding of both sides in terms of what, what sanctioning means mm -hmm. in the context of the project. Um, and and there's definitely breakdown in communication um, as far as far as uh, some of those issues were were, were concerned. Um, so again, I will say in terms of what again I will say what Tulu was saying. Yeah. Is again, there anything else that you want to pick? Yes, I yeah. would. I would just say that. I would just say that uh, again, if there had not been a non-delivery, because this entire thing revolves back to mm -hmm. we got commitment and the money didn't come. Had that commitment been met, would we be having this discussion today? Not. Okay. So, so um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to steer the conversation um, to an understanding of how, how I can resolve that, that issue of mm -hmm. the non-delivery uh, the, uh, the non on the commitment. All right. So um, I, have, I have nothing further to say. Um, I'm would, happy would, to would be boxing, in contact. Would um, Boxing SA owe anything to you? No. Whether no. Nothing, nothing no. at all. No. Okay. Yeah. And just, I'll give you a final word before you leave, uh, as BSA CEO, <laughs> the, you know, Dixie has responded to a couple of the points that you've mentioned. Uh, but I am happy to get in touch with Sul. Not a problem. I mean, we, 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 could, uh, we could help exchange yeah. numbers, uh, but not be on air, but we will make sure that you guys do get in touch. Sul, from your side. 
No, no, Rob, I, I think uh, initially I was, I was a bit freaked out when I heard uh, Dixie talking about inaccuracies. But I, I think the point that he's raising, um, the disassociation part, it's okay. Let, let's have that, Dixie, I can unpack it further, why I, but I still stick by it. Um, and, and I think that even if we go into uh, the development around the court processes that obtained, you will understand why I'm saying that. Uh, the second thing, remember in boxing, um, functioning is defined in the boxing regulations, section 11.5. So there's a whole lot of responsibilities which, when we say a tournament is functioning, the promoter assumes, which goes beyond just submitting the names. And I probably think that could have been the context, but again, we can talk about it. The last thing, when we talk about a development promoter, we're not saying the promoter himself is a development case. We say that the tournament that is approved in terms of his license to oversee is a development tournament. So somebody will have a license that allows him only to do development fights. Somebody will have a license that allows him to do national and another one international. So I thought mm-hmm. I must just clear those parts. From our point, uh, I don't want to create an impression that PBL was inherently a bad project. No. It was a noble, beautiful idea. There have been challenges about it. The primary question which Dixie is asking, had there not been challenges about honoring the rest of the obligations, would we be here today? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that it would have been probably a happy ending fairy tale and probably would be on season three or five by now. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is that there have been challenges. Those challenges have been left unattended. And we are inviting you, Dixie, to a boardroom situation with PSA. Come, let's talk. Let's mop up. That is what all of us from our respective space we need. We've got a legacy to leave behind, and we don't want these things to be propping up each time our names are mentioned. It's not a nice place to be at. And I welcome, Robert, that you facilitate that we be in discussion. I will. I will certainly facilitate that, uh, without a doubt, uh, Tulu. My, my final one was, uh, I asked Dixie if he's a victim. He said yes. He said, I asked to who? He said to corrupt individuals. My biggest human being that's a victim is the man sitting in front of me, the boxer. What, what in your wisdom would you be able to suggest needs to happen for him to get his rightful money and we can actually move on with life and the litigation can continue on the sideline, but allow him that dignity to get his hands on that that he deserves? The process which Naomeva mentioned uh, unfortunately, that is going to be the cause of solution. The matter is currently in the hands of the courts, and it is following the proper trajectory. So unless if it is intercepted by a settlement arrangement that is amicable to all parties, mm-hmm. then that process has to be honored, and we got to let, let, let it lead the way. Let's, let's play a quick voice note, because I, I do understand that it also involves a BSA. So let's uh, listen in very quickly. Oh, good evening, Robs. Mina, according to me, this thing could have been avoided because I think boxing in South Africa must not sanction a fight without the money in their pocket at least so that they will be the one who are paying the boxers. Because now you see, if things are not in order like this, these things can happen, but if the if the the man is on BSA, it will be much safer for the tournament to, to say the sponsorship the sponsorship 
Right, Ngosi, thank you so much indeed. Any inaccuracies uh, in terms of linking BSA there, Tulu, on your side? Uh, remember, the, the the arrangement then was designed in a particular way as per the MOU, and the MOU located only the press money mm. in the contract. In hindsight, should the price money also uh, back then have been part of the contract, probably as we strengthen systems, that should be the next consideration. Because that price money was promised on a PSA sanction platform. It was repeated in the ring, which in the tournament approved by PSA. I think uh, if, if, if we were to correct history, that is something that we should have corrected. Probably that, that price money should have been part of the contract in one way or the other. But that was not the arrangement back then, so it was not legally incorrect because the MOU excluded the press money from the press money. But I'm sure that if this opportunity comes back again, that's the one thing that from my side, I will definitely correct. I know there's underspend, Tululijaki, from the side of BSA or even from the side of the sports ministry. Can we not entrust you or even me? I can go and knock on the sports ministry. I know I'm giving them a problem, but I'm asking for a million rand to give to a boxer that is rightfully deserving of this money. And then... You know, we can see what happens after that. That is my only plea that I'm asking for because this is a, a boxing thing. I look at you, Tulu. I've, I've known you for many years and I respect the office that you hold and I'm not trying to give you baggage here that is not yours. But I'm just trying to say as Abantu Abanobuntu, surely, guys, we can't just fold our arms in 2018 and leave a boxer that is rightfully earned his his right to that money to be suffering and suffering while we all watch well robert i i, I understand the the moral obligation that we have uh, to nomeva and that is why we've never been from our side of boxing south africa away from the process uh, nomeva will know that at least on two separate tournaments where the paperwork was straight and it linked that bsa directly to the situation bsa went out of its way and paid that money. Uh, there are already two tournaments, which uh, between 2016, June and December, I've had to oversee the disbursement of money directly from BSA to Nomeva and uh, a lot of other boxers that were not paid. Mm. And subsequently started the process to pursue the promoters that had abandoned that liability uncleaned. So we've done that, Rob, but quite honestly, this one is a little bit of a tricky one. I'm not saying that it's not an attempt that's uh, not worthy of trying. We, we will have a discussion. Okay. We'll see if we can uh, assist, but there's not a, a commitment I can make right, uh, right here and now. No, without a doubt, and I respect that. And I, thank you so much for coming through, Baba. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Rob. Uh, thanks to Nomeva and Dixie and the listeners. Thank you. Thank, thank you so you much. That's uh, Tolu Lijake, BSA CEO, joining us right here on hashtag MSW. We're going to take a quick break. After the break, though, like I said, we have piles and piles of paper here from the Eastern Cape Gambling Board. We've got your voice notes, and I'm sure we'll take your calls as well. You've been listening to this. Very intrigued. It's part two of it. I'm hoping, I'm wanting a solution here, people. That's all, you know.
Don't you're don't, operating like a good a good chairman. Don't blame me for being desperate at times. Yeah. I'm 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 searching. I need answers. I need a solution. Yes. I don't like hot air. Hot air and I don't mix. I'm I'm searching for a solution. Help me find it after this. Ah, uh, Robert, UPSA is useless, man. UPSA has been useless for many, many years. UPSA is useless. You can't trust anything that Olosu always saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's no messing around there with those views. MSW. Right, we left to with about what twenty minutes, twenty minutes of this to get to some form of a conclusion, and I do believe that we are joined by Pumeza George, ECGB Communications Manager. Uh, Pumeza, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Good evening, Robert. You've listened to this. You've issued a response. I do have the papers in front of me. What do you have to say to Dixie and the claims linking? the corrupt individuals to the Eastern Cape Gambling Board? Um, that is an allegation that I am not willing to speak on um, at this moment. Um, but the only thing that I can speak on is the contractual obligation that the Gambling Board had with Pixie. Enlighten us. What was the obligation? Uh, Robert... You know, when you are a public entity, you have the fiscal funds at your hand. And, you know, you may have a desire for a particular platform, but then you also have a reality on the other hand. So with Dixie, we had such a scenario where what matters at this stage would be the SLA that the gambling board entered into with PBL. And in the SLA... There is nowhere where the gambling board is committing um, to an amount of 10 million rand. From the outset, uh, PBL would have been aware that the gambling board had entered into an amount of 4 million rand, which then paid what was due to PBL. So you played your part, and you believe, though, that there was a part on the side of Dixie that was not played as part of the agreement. Am I reading you correctly in terms of that? Correct, Robert. So when it, when it lands up now, because you would have been party to agreements for this PBL to be staged, the, it was staged, uh, you, would have been, you would have been privy to the fact that the, there's an end result of a winner who gets a million rand. So when we get to that point of Nomeva winning the million rand, in 2015 and here we are in 2018 and the person that won that competition still does not have that money as eastern cape gambling board how does that sit with you do you leave it in dixie's hands or do you say okay we were party to this but we did not see it to the end how do we play our little part in making sure that nomeva gets his dues and then you can deal with dixie separately um, Robert, if I remember when the gambling board was dealing with the issue of the final um, of the boxing league, there was when we entered with PBL, the first SLA had agreed to six five nights, mm-hmm. um, and at the stage when the final was being held, I remember PBL um, already had foreseen that there was going to be a shortfall. 
Um, but, you know, in between our correspondence as the gaming board with PBL, uh, there was a commitment from PBL side uh, where they had promised that they are aware of the shortfall, they've got investment at hand, and they will try and process from those, from those investments. Um, you know, they were even quoting within a space of one month um, to be able to pay the prize money. As I'm saying again, Pumaza, sorry if I sound like a, a stuck record, is because I, I am desperate to get to a solution. I am desperate to find relief for a boxer that does not deserve to be in this situation. You would have been linked to the project itself. And I understand. And I've gone through every single page of what you had sent to my team. And it makes perfect yeah. sense. And there are legal grounds as well that you can take. That makes perfect sense. All I'm yes. saying is that in your heart of hearts as Eastern Cape Gambling Board, now this is me trying to find a solution. You know, you can tell me where to get off if I'm offline or I'm, I'm talking absolute nonsense. But as Eastern Cape Gambling Board, what do you find in your heart of hearts to find a resolution solution? It might not be your problem, I understand. But I'm just saying that we have a boxer here, says Pumeza, who... Yes did not ask to be in the situation, but he is in the situation. Correct. How do we resolve it? Um, you know, when we entered into a partnership with PBL, one of the reasons, or one of our key mandates as a gambling board was exactly that. Um, in as much as we wanted a platform to promote responsible gambling, we also saw the, 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 the initiatives and as one of those that would uplift, you know, the socioeconomic strength of our, of our province. And having to know that a local person would have walked away with a million rand resonated well with what the gambling board is actually trying to achieve in the Eastern Cape. Now, coming back um, to the issue at hand, when we wrote um, to Mr. Mola, we were trying to put to his attention um, that there is some, uh, some reputational risk um, that we were suffering at being associated with the brand and what was happening at the time. Um, and, and he did, you know, commit to us that this will be resolved mm. and the monies will be paid to the boxers. Um, it is unfortunate and regrettable that at this stage we are still talking at a point where we still have not met that part of the boxers. Uh, the gambling board would have, you know, enjoyed the, the platform that it was provided for uh, but it is said that it has to be where it is currently. Would you not be able to, as the gambling board, gamble on an opportunity right here of assisting a boxer that is in crisis? That is all I'm asking for, says Pumez. I'm not asking you to tap into money that could be going to needy individuals. I'm going to give Dixie a, a right of response in a second. I'm just trying to find... I'm trying to walk out of the studio today either with a solution a semi-solution, a fraction of a solution, but something that says to me there was a solution. Understood. And, and it, 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 you have every right, you know, to be speaking at the, at the level at which you are speaking. Uh, but in my opening lines, unfortunately, as a public entity, you understand that we receive a grant and we receive a grant from our mother department, that being the Department of Economic Development, Environmental Affairs and Tourism. Mm. Now, in this case, 
we cannot be at this stage in a position to say, um, I'm putting my head to it that this money will be paid. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're looking at the reputational risk that is involved, uh, it is an issue that can be discussed to see what kind of options, you know, um, can come up. You've, of, you've, you've, just, you've just hit the issue head on, Sispumeza. Reputational damage to your name as Eastern Cape Gambling Board continues. And the more MSW carries this topic, the more Eastern Cape Gambling Board's name gets dragged in the mud, through the mud, exactly. and deeper into the mud. And you don't want that. So, all I'm, yeah, so, yeah, go ahead, ma'am. We don't want that in our hands. No institution wants that. And especially when we know um, what we are for and what we are trying to achieve in the province. And hence, you see me talking about um, us being a public entity and at this stage and time and, and, and how we have been with the PBL, uh, we cannot make those announcements and pronouncements at this mm. stage. But would you but be able to carry them to the superiors, though, Sis Pumeza, because it is, it's an honest and genuine plea from me to you, to the Eastern Cape Gambling Board, for you to take this to your superiors and say, this is a request that we are making. You can deal with Dixie. Like, I, I, I honestly have no bones about it. I don't, I don't really care what happens in the end, but you can deal with the Dixie backwards and forwards in the legal situation. I'm asking you from the bottom of my heart if you'd be able to table this with your superiors. Look, look Robert, there's no harm in, in, in really exploring um, options and sure. ensuring that um, all the boxes, including Nomeva and all the other, the other three, are, are receive what is due to them. Um, it would, you know, I, I wouldn't be promising to say I, I would table it, uh, but if this is on national radio, the gambling board um, hears what is being said, um, and, and it's a matter that needs to be looked at and, and see how we can come up with an amicable solution to this mm-hmm. and ensure that the boxer that has won and, you know, is deservingly so of his money mm-hmm. does receive his funds at the end. I think Dixie wanted to respond to something you said. Go ahead, Dixie. Uh, good evening, Miss George. Good evening, Mr. Mullan. Um... I'm not quite sure if you're going to recall the meeting of October 16, 2013 at the Eastern Cape Gambling Board. The meeting that I've been talking about. Because when I wrote that letter, okay, nobody said to me, you're smoking something. What is this 10 million rand you're talking about? Okay. Remember, you as an agency... Okay, you are accountable to the Department of Economic Development, right? Correct. I'm saying to you that a year before that, the department, through its HOD at the time, Mr. Bulungonelan, gave us a go-ahead, okay, to finalize an SLA on the basis of an agreed amount of 30 million over three years. Okay, so if I am smoking something or here. I'm trying to talk nonsense, okay? Why would I write that letter in September, okay? And why would then the... Because I, I, I understood exactly where Robert started the show today. He said the gambling board committed to 4 million rand and it committed to 3.5 million. I knew that if the gambling board is going to come on board in this conversation, that's exactly what they're going to say. Because from the very beginning, they didn't commit to... 
the agreement with, or rather to the commitment uh, by the department. By the way, that commitment comes from a minuted meeting of July 2012. All right. So let's fast track then to uh, interventions post uh, the meeting of uh, October 20, 2013. Right. I met with your deputy chair, Odon Tati, more than twice in Johannesburg, Port Elizabeth, discussing this matter of the gap between what the gambling board commits to versus the commitment by the department. I met with one of your ex-board members, Mr. Zugile Nomafu, twice on this exact matter. I met with board member Mr. Werner multiple times on this exact matter. I met with chief of staff to the then MEC of Economic Development, Mr. Mkabisi Jonas, the name of the Chief of Staff is Ngoso Shangam Boniswa. On this exact matter, okay, in actual fact, I met with even the CFO in the department, Sbongile Jongile, on this exact matter. I also looked for interventions of influential people, okay, who tried to assist us because the gambling board, from the time I wrote that letter, and from the time that that meeting happened, and I was asked to, uh, to, 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 uh, um, to, to submit a revised, uh, a revised uh, proposal, okay, um, there was no response. Um, your organization didn't speak to me for almost a year, from September 2013 to June, July 2014, okay? I couldn't reach. I, I had no way of talking to CEO, okay? Um, but that's why I was talking to your board members outside of official uh, engagements, hoping that they understand and can take this matter into an official position so that you guys can, can discuss it. And, and, and by the way, obviously there's an instruction between yourselves, uh, from the department to yourselves. How did you account for the discrepancy then if the project had been funded by the department for 30 million rand, but you have uh, signed SLAs that amount to 7.3 million rand? We sought the interventions, and, and these people, these are very big people that I'm mentioning, okay? We sh sought interventions of people like Mr. Oscar Mabuyane three times, the current chair uh, of the, the current MEC in your department, all right? Um, and why did he call your board chair and say, guys, why are you messing up a beautiful project like this, okay? Uh, why did that happen? If your chairperson can deny that, that why, why did that happen? These are all interventions that take place over a year. I've got other politicians who try to help us with this situation, including, including people like uh, Mr. Mkolo in the Eastern Cape, uh, Mr. Jonas. I tried to call him for a whole year, wouldn't take calls. I met with your HOD Galicia at the time on this exact matter. So these names I'm mentioning. And there are more beyond that, mm -hmm. okay? Why was I meeting these people and nobody said, particularly from government side, you're talking nonsense, okay? Why did that happen if I'm, if I'm lying here today? I'm saying to you then, I'm going to venture a solution to say to you that we were misled on the reasons for not committing to even that first 10 million. We were misled further for the reasons for not committing to the three-year deal our MOU with Boxing South Africa is over three years as well. It's because it was guided by the approval of funding back in July 2012. Okay, so here you can come and present a contract for 4 million rand and you can come and present a contract for 3.5 million. I, I'm happy to, to counter that argument and tell you that um, 
that that is totally the, the contracts themselves are true i signed the contracts all right but i'm saying that those contracts are not as per the instruction from the department so um the correspondence between ourselves and and your office over over various times uh i've done i'm not sure what 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 correspondence you you're you're quoting but i have all correspondence from your your department but for me it's neither here nor there because we wouldn't be in this position i wouldn't have this issue didn't become an issue at the end of the pbl it became an issue in the third month okay so so when you talk about uh, uh budgeting etc etc i mean pbl costs about 2.2 million per event so there's no way that we would go and launch a project knowing we we'll only have four million rand i'm still here um, a, yeah. yes um unfortunately mr Mola is mentioning um a big people and 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 my bosses and and i am an official i would not know um, his meeting, whether it was, you know, there was maybe even an, an advantage of knowing these people, um, but... Madam, it's what happens when management is not addressing the matter, okay? Then you escalate. The reason that for that letter, that specific letter of October 14 was to escalate to the chairperson, right? And I copied the MEC at the time, right? Together with the HOD of the time. So if I was talking nonsense, back in 2013, please... Explain to me why was it that I wasn't chucked out of um, uh, out of uh, out of, of those meetings? Exactly. Yeah. Pumeza, look, do you do you do you hear what Dixie is saying? And if you have I, any objective I, to what he's saying, what is it? I hear very well yeah. what Dixie is saying, um, but you know, as the gambling board, we are bound by what is in the SLA, what is in black and white. Mm-hmm. The so beauty of this is that I'm sorry, I'm going to have to disrupt you, madam. The beauty of this is that the people I'm mentioning are all alive, okay? The ex-MEC is alive. The ex-HOD is alive. That's the department that gave you an instruction to commit to a particular project, and you didn't. So these are live people. If we had to go all and approach the, them, those people would they have alive. a solution okay. to what we are trying to find here? Would they have a solution? Would Nomeva have his money by Monday? If we were to find these people that are alive, would they be the solution? That is my question. I met with all those people. But would they be the solution? You, you, you're asking a, a very relevant question here, Robert, you know, because you can mention everyone that you would have spoken to, but the ball remains what was in the dotted line. You may have, you know, submitted a proposal to the gambling board. They may have had a desire for the packages that you had had at the time. But, you know, like I am saying, this is the tax money. This is fiscal money that you receive from the mother department. And what we then committed is a stage where we get in as a gambling board. We say, you've got the desired proposal, you've got the commitment that we're entering into with you, and then you've got the actual budget, and you've got the expenditure. And as a matter of fact, the gambling board replied to PBL on the 15th of October 2013, where they were explaining to Mr. Mula the conditions of the SLA and the payment that has been made, therefore, which was a total cost of 4.5. But that's but that's why I'm saying, Sis Pumeza, that the, the people Dixie mentions, I'm sure he's mentioning them for a purpose. If we were to track them down, trace them down, 
get the accountability for them? Would they provide for us a solution? I am looking for solutions. You guys have got a legal issue and we can attend the court. We can be there as bystanders, provide lunch packs for the people that will be uh, sitting in the grandstand, whatever it may be. All I'm saying is my duty right now, today, is I have no member sitting in front of me and it pains me every single time he does to have no solution. We're getting a couple of names. We're getting a few breakthroughs, but we have no solution. I am saying, can we trace those people down? Can we get them to account? Can we get a solution? I hear you. Can we? Can we? Definitely, there has to be a solution at the end of the day. You cannot have a boxer that is sitting awaiting his money for all these years and not having a solution. Because and and we, we have to get to the bottom of it and ensure that a solution is reached. But how soon? How soon? We're going to have timelines. We, we, we are about to say goodbye to 2018. There is no solution. This is a 2015 matter. This is Pumez. So I have 20, given... It's a 2012, 2013 matter. 20, yes. When you guys sat it's down... It's a 12, 2013 matter, yeah. which when we entered into it, um, and, and I'm saying, you know, we were able to derive part of what we had entered into the contract for. And now we have to sort out the issue of a boxer that is not being paid, and we have to sort that out with PBL to say, why are these boxers not paid? But would they, and, would and, they and, not have and, been and, interested, though? Just out of curiosity, says Pumaz, would the gambling board have not been interested in saying, we were part of this, okay, fine, we have issues with Dixie, but the boxer, let's clear our name, let's try and see what we can contribute and get this done because if i'm not mistaken there was an amount of 4.25 million rand that was paid to the pbl against specific deliverables that was stipulated in the relevant service level agreement that was there so you you've paid dixie that money he had it i don't know what he did with it but all i know is that the boxer didn't get the money yeah and 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 that is in fact it's unfortunate that that is where it ended because when we wrote to him um, you know, bringing to his attention the reputational risk that the gambling board is suffering out of this, in as much as we had received what we wanted from the platform, but then we could not, you know, sit and fold our arms once we see that, you know, their part of the end had not been met. No, madam, um, you're, you're addressing reputational risk at the end of the project in 2015. I'm telling you that the issue starts with between, as a cluster, the department and yourselves, not, I mean, we got the department and yourselves not meeting or not delivering on the original commitment. So when you talk to me about reputational risk as if it was caused by PBL, and that's why I addressed you guys in the email that I read on air earlier today, okay? And, 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 and the exact words that I used was that um, I'm, I'm finding it difficult for you to ask me to talk about reputational risk when it's us that have have suffered rep- reputational risk as a result of non-delivery. All right. Can, can, can I butt in here? Because I, I hear the entities that are being protected here and reputational risk that is being protected here or attempted to be protected here. I There's only one reputational risk that is not being protected, and that is of the boxer. His, yeah. his reputation, for me, is not being protected. Eastern Cape Gambling Board will live long after the saga. Dixie Mula and his entity will live long after the saga. He won't. That is why he is a boxer. He is committed to the fisticuffs of which he prepares himself. 
He goes hard body and soul in preparation, hard body and soul in getting into the ring, hard body and soul in making sure that he becomes a champ, which he became. No one talks about his reputational risk of having put his life. He could have been demented now, lying in some mental institution. Somebody would have knocked his brains out. No one would have said, oh, no, we, we didn't, our reputation. Like right now, I don't care about reputational risk. I care about the reputation of this gentleman sitting in front of me who's a boxer. And I need a solution, lady and gentlemen. Um, Robert, for, for my part, uh, you know, this is, I, I could just ask Ms. Um, Mola a very simple question. To say, did the gambling board pay you what was in the contractual obligation in the form of an SLA with you? And an answer still from my side would be yes. The gambling board met its part of commitment. Now, that is put aside. And we look at the issue of boxers that have not been paid their money. And I'm saying as an official of the gambling board, what I can do at this stage is to look at all the discussion what that, has, that has taken place now and, and, and take it back to the office. And, 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 and for them to discuss and see what, come, what kind of a solution they can come up with. Because at the end of the day, there is a boxer that is suffering. That is, there is a boxer that had hope. I would suggest that the department needs to get involved. That's what I would suggest. Somebody was suggesting because, the yeah, premium yeah, gets involved yeah, no, here because and, and I, I think and, there are a lot of people yeah, pulling out of no, this thing. And, it, and for me, it and, saddens me. And I wrote, Robert, to the premier of the Eastern Cape. Here's a letter. Dated January 11, 2016. Did you get a response to this no, letter? No Dixon response. Was? No response. And it is how many pages, this letter? It is, uh, I don't know, 12 pages. Yo, of course, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, I won't so, even be able so, to start so reading what, this, but what it's I, there. What, what I can I, I attest could, to I it. I could point you to specific paragraphs. You know? No, no, no. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Don't worry. So, because that's not going to give us a solution. Yeah, but, but the but, point, of, the point yeah. I'm making, uh, the point I'm making, the point I'm making, the mischievous party here, and I stand by that, is the Eastern Cape Gambling Board. Okay, they can't be. Therefore, they're not going to self-correct. Okay, they can't self-correct. The department, um, to which they report, should get involved. So that's what I would suggest, Miss George. We, we we're going to leave this matter. We're going to find solutions. And trust me, I'm making this commitment on air. Whether it's Eastern Cape Gambling Board, whether it's Dixie and PBL, whether it's anybody, by the end of this year, no member must have his money. Or else. <laughs> that is all I'm saying. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for coming through. Thanks, Mampumeza, for coming through. I will await the responses from your side with the undertakings that you've made, and we will follow it up as a show. Thank you very, very much indeed. Eastern Cape Gambling Board Communications Manager, Pumeza George. Champ, you get the final word. Um, Rob, I must, I must say thank you for putting yourself in my shoes and uh, feeling the pain I'm feeling now. Uh, no, I haven't been. I haven't got time to talk, and uh, I don't think like um. Uh, I was saying, but Dixie, uh, 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 Mister Tolufelo said you were not uh, con conducting them and communicating with them. I believe this is true because you you change your number and you give me the number that you were changing. You gave me the number that you were you're changing to, mm. but also it was 2016. 
and uh, uh, I lost my phone in the time. I lost your contacts, and I never had a few after that. Okay. Even to like today. So, but I also, uh, but, but uh, the number that you know that just outside here today. Yes. I deleted two of your numbers yes, to take yes, your but, new but, number. But, 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 but consistently, numbers. I gave you my numbers. So there's no time where you could say I disappeared. But I, when my number, so you guys kept in touch. Yeah, great. I gave. I've got one. hundred percent. Yeah, that was twenty sixteen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, after that, I lost the phone and then I couldn't get conduct uh, contacts for him mm-hmm. from anyone. So yeah, it, it has been uh, quite two years from him mm-hmm. and from everyone. So uh, what I'm trying to say is that I thank you for for taking this matter to this far and uh, putting yourself in my shoes. And uh, I would like everyone involved, even Pradixi. Yes, sir. Uh, but the department and the gambling board and BSA to try and make a, a, a resolve of a resolve of this matter mm. and, and please let me at least get the money and uh, and continue with my life because uh, that's all you need. You don't yeah. need stress. We're stressing you. Yes. You should you should be in the and you should be a gym if, right if, now. If you should be jogging. Just, uh, try to solve me first, and then they can deal with their problems, as you just said. Yeah. And uh, it will be at least better for me because I will still be boxing, even if the 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 issues are are, are are resolved or not. Yeah, yeah. No, they'll be going to court. They've got papers here, High Court of South Africa, Gauteng Division. They've they've still got things to do, which have nothing to do with you. All they have to do is put money in your account. You carry on fighting. You carry on becoming a, a, a greater world champion, excelling in what you do. And you move on. This is stress. You don't need stress. You should be jogging now. You should be having your yeah. final meal of the day. Uh, and, uh, a healthy meal and, you know, and focusing on your job. Robert, so all I'm, I'm saying... I'm going to have to take a minute out of your show. All I'm saying, the minute yes. is gone. I've got to do a break. I promise people I've pulled <laughs> up to, uh, to the game this weekend. The next time we meet, there would be a solution. Please, That's please, all I'm saying. Please, the please. next time we meet... And we're going to be going off air when December something. But yeah, I don't know when we go off air. But yeah, we're going to take a break. There'll be cricket. They'll be playing here um, on Radio 2000. The next time we meet, Dixie, there'll be a solution. Whether it's from your side, Eastern Cape, Gambling Board, I honestly do not care. But there will be a solution. And this man would be moving on with his life. And I want to thank you for availing yourself when people said you are, you've disappeared. You're here. I don't You're not yeah. a ghost. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much. Been. Thanks, guys. Sure. Uh, really thank you, bro. It. Thank you. Thanks, thank you, champ. It says, it's just that I'm disappointed that I had to go without knowing when I'm getting my money. But don't I worry. believe that. I think uh, we're getting closer. Yeah. Yeah. I believe. I believe. I believe. Like I said, we, 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 don't, make, we don't make undertakings we don't follow up on. And, 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 and people, I'm not worried about reputation or anything right now. The reputations are beyond repairs.